0: Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Coligas.
1: Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Coligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. I do thank you for... Tuning into our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana neighbors, 10 and A-Bears, tending country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about the basic story crafting theory and techniques. So stay to the show for some very interesting information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, May the 7th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show is not live and has been prerecorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the May issue of the Best of Times in one of our 270 distribution locations. We do thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a printed copy of one of our distribution locations, you can always visit our very popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine. You can actually view uh, issues of our magazine back four and a half years ago So they're available online to view, download, uh, paste and copy Whatever you want and search all those particular past issues As well as you can view the 2022 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory Our most popular publication both in printed as well as online edition In addition you can listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour Make plans to attend the 2022 Health and Wellness Expo that will take place on Saturday, June the 4th, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the State Fairgrounds Agricultural Building, located at 3701 Hudson Street in Shreveport. This expo is proudly sponsored by the Cattle Council on Aging. Of course, there'll be free admission, door prizes, lots of giveaways. Lunch, we provided the first 75 attendees, lots of entertainment, educational presentation, blood pressure checks, Information about senior services, etc. There will be 20 or more vendors providing you with great information about their products and services from their exhibit booths. For more information about this expo, do call 318 676 7900. Again, 318 676 7900, or pick up the uh, May issue, The Best of Times, to learn more about this 2022 Health and Wellness Expo. We'll be right back with more information, but now, with our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible, you're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AERP Louisiana and A Bears, country at Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer.
0: Gary Coligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Key.
1: Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and a Bear's Sending country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today as special guests is Miss Betsy St. Anne Mont and Ms. Susan Foster and C.D. Sutherland with the American Christian Fiction Writers Association. So thank you for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour
2: thanks for having us yeah appreciate so, it.
1: so I understand uh, c d that we're going to you're going to be hosting on may the fourteenth a a writer's workshop right
3: uh, that is correct and you, you can call me Chuck. I signed my books uh, c d because uh, I like that there's it, it grabbed the initials. Yeah. there was already a Charles Sutherland out there when I first really? started writing. He published a few months before I did. And I didn't want any confusion, so we went with the initials.
1: So you don't have a pen name. Some some writers have fictional pen names. It's right? a really
3: it's a really cool name just as it exists. So yeah, thanks no, to mom and like dad, that. they, they gave <laughs> me up good. Um, uh, the American Christian Fiction Writers is a professional organization that's devoted to the craft of Christian fiction. While it has membership worldwide, its mission is to help writers tell their story by inspiring them to partner with God in the creative process, learn the craft, and find their audience. To do that mission, ACFW offers members uh, writing courses, uh, critique groups, genre group, contest. Uh, uh, There's a premier Christian fiction conference that's fabulous. There's fellowship. There's encouragement from other authors. There's a prayer loop and a dispersed assembly of local chapters, uh, 31 of which are in the United States. So the good news for the people of the Architects is that right here in Bossier City, there's one of those chapters, and uh, we're not that far from everybody. Our annual Aspiring Writers Workshop supports that ACFW mission through no fewer than five objectives. Uh, the first one, is to let people know about ACFW. And um, anyone who is an (coughs) aspiring Christian fiction writer who who joins ACFW instantly becomes a member of an international network of writers and published authors. That network provides various opportunities to learn the craft, join with focused support groups, get their questions answered, and enter contests. And that might be enough for some people, but there's more. Our local chapter meets at 11 o'clock on the last Saturday of almost every month, so you can get eyes on, hands on, get to know people. Uh, We meet at 1714 Jimmy Davis Highway, which is inside Barksdale Baptist Church, which has a mission of loving God, loving people, and creating disciples. Joining our chapter allows you to take an active role in our fellowship, craft, and personal development. And...
1: So these members can be newbies or as well as highly experienced writers, right?
3: Exactly, right through that. Now, um, uh, we we tend to cater more toward the beginning people, though we have people who are very well published inside of our group. A lot of times when you're starting out or you're just getting rolling, you're running into uh, objectives that keep you from getting your book out there. And getting it published because that's what you want to do as a writer but then you discover along the way as the more you learn the more you know that you don't know and so a group of of writers with various levels of experience can help you in that area to help you grow because it is a craft you can't just read a book on writing and jump right into writing so uh, though most of the people who do well as writers read a lot. Um, so there 's learning that goes on just with that. Your favorite stories inspire you to to do more so um, our uh, annual workshop we have a in preparation for this, we get a team of volunteer authors from out of our group and editors to produce a annual Christian fiction anthology, um, which a collection of diverse short stories, which is published by narrowway Press, which is a Uh, Louisiana independent publisher. So every year the team selects a common thread among those stories It's always interesting to see how the authors will uh, weave that thread into their story. So we don't we don't set hey this is going to be the moral story or the the objective or a certain character is just a little common thread. It's not necessarily the main point of the story, but that's our unifying piece is to have that. So uh, this year's anthology was driven by the, the year 2022. There's so many twos in there. Hey, second chances seem like that would be it, and that yeah. of course gave us the. Fitting title, uh, Second Chances. Every year, the ebook version of our anthologies are available online for free. So, over at uh, Smash Words, you can download that ebook for free. Sometimes the word free chases folks away because they think, hey, there must be a catch, or they assume that the product is of low quality. But I assure you that the last five years of anthologies are as high a quality. As anything else that's out there, uh, regardless of the price. Uh,
1: going, going back, Chuck, you need to emphasize the fact that this workshop is going to take place on Saturday. Mention the date, the place, the times, and uh, I thought the, the most impressive thing you're going to be able to network and learn from all these experts. and It is free.
3: That's that's true. It's it's free, and it works out better for everybody like that because. So it's
1: Saturday, May the 14th at Barksdale I, Baptist Church. That's located, um, you mentioned, 1714 Jimmy Davis Highways in Bossier City. That's correct. And it's going to start at 9 a.m. in the morning and go to 4 o'clock, and lunch is on your own, right?
3: Right. Bring a sack lunch. We found out that works a lot better. Uh, we don't need to make a major event out of uh, a meal because the focus on this is the craft, the writing. So and you don't
1: have to be a member, right?
3: No, absolutely not. This is open day. Anybody that wants to come, certainly people in the architect's, uh and if you're... Uh, hanging around uh tree Bozier on on the fourteenth of May, and you got nothing to do. this is give you something to do, especially if you're an aspiring writer especially if you have some questions about the craft. Uh, we know not everybody's going to be writing Christian fiction. There's so much other stuff that's out there, and certainly you're welcome to come in and see what we've got to learn, and we might throw a little bit of Christian stuff at you while you're there, but that, that's, that's the price you pay uh, for this free event is your time, and, and we will pray for you uh, when you show up. Um,
1: and you could be learning from others that have been there and done that, right? That, that, yes. They've got the
3: experience,
1: been there, Absolutely. been published. We've, uh, we've
3: got some that have kicked out uh, lots of books and some that are just getting started, and uh, it works out better like that. It's, it's a like a family. There's all different levels of experience inside of that, and we're stronger together for that. We will cover instruction on basic theory. Which applies to all types of fiction writing, and there's a spillover for nonfiction writing, especially if it's a little bit creative fiction. There's, there's uh, nonfiction. There's there's elements that can go into that. But we will explain what Christian fiction is. Uh, we will talk about short story as an art form, and we will um, also. There will be an exercise. It's a workshop. We're going to give you hands-on instruction on writing a short story. So all attendees will be able to leave the workshop really with their own book, albeit it will be a, a, a rough draft of sorts. But you will have in your hand your own wow. book leaving. Uh, and 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 some of those could go on to – turn into something really big, and for other people, hey, that was a great start, but now I have more questions than I have answers, and I want to I learn more about it, but the, there's an exercise piece of it. What
1: well, so could the short story also lead to Bust be A Screenplay?
3: A- absolutely, absolutely, because the uh, uh, best things, best source for screenplays and for movies are from literature, so that it repeats itself uh, and, and supports itself. The whole concept of media arts and and literature is a piece of that. So we're going to have so many published authors in one place that you'll have an opportunity to have conversations with published authors, and especially if some of those books are that you've read might be by some of these authors, you can ask specific questions about those books that you probably won't be able to get that type of answer somewhere else. Plus, you can get the authors to sign them. We're going to have purchase opportunities if if you want those uh, printed books. And... Uh we're hoping that throughout the entire event that we glorify God with our thoughts and our words and our actions. This will be a friendly place to be. And, oh, and let's not forget, uh, there's going to be door prizes all throughout the day for free. <laughs> all you have to do is is be there. Uh, if you leave, you know, then well, somebody else will get your door prize if uh-huh. your name comes up. But uh, so all you got to do is hang around for it. And uh, sack lunch, make sure you bring a sack lunch because... Um, uh, Um, Otherwise, somebody will have to share it with you. And uh, probably we'll finish up around 335, but then there will be discussion and and book stuff, opportunities after that.
1: So, Chuck, you're you're guest speaker at this particular uh, uh, workshop that will take place on May the 14th in Bossier City, as we mentioned. By the way, you, if you're listeners, if you don't want to write all this down, it is in the May issue, the best of times. So it, so make sure you look there. That gives you all the details. If you, you fail to jot it or you're driving throughout the area listening to our show, you can uh, you can definitely, and you'll have a week. Today is the 7th, so you'll have a week to, to ponder. Uh, uh, do you want registrations in advance?
3: Uh, no, we don't need that. Um, uh, so it makes it a little complicated for our planning factors because there's handouts, and you go, well, how many do you print? Certainly I'd like to just go, we're going to have 400 people there, and I'll go ahead and print that up. But then if we get, you know, 28 people show up and we've got all that paper left over. And, and while the event is free, that paper and in ink wasn't free. So um, – um, free registration. If we run into a problem where the church just fills up the facility and we can't hold that people and we got to spill out in the parking lot, then we'll start doing pre registrations in future years. Okay. But for now, there's always enough room, and uh, we have a great time
1: okay. with that. Okay, well, we want everybody to, to encourage if they have any aspiring writing ability or not, they can probably gain that. There's a lot of great people out there with stories they need to learn how to write them and tell them. And, and, and I, I meet I meet them all the time. I, I always tell the individuals, ladies and gents that is a great story a true story why don't you why don't you start writing it down i don't i'm scared too i mean you know people are scared that, too that, that's that's that, weird they're that's, scared too that's true uh, but but hopefully i've i've been advocating that write your stories before it's too late because those family stories are going to be lost and you won't be able to share them with families 50, 100 years from now if you don't write them down and, and let anybody know about
3: them. Exactly. You get locked into the thing, hey, I want to write this memoir and everything's got to be absolutely true and then you go, well, oh, wait a minute, there's some embarrassing facts in there. So, th- this <laughs> is a concept is that you shift it into fiction and you go, this is a real, this is a real life inspired fiction story uh, and I'm not responsible for any familiarity it has with real events. So you get that little disclaimer up in there, you change a few names around, and you can take those events that really happened that are precious to you as just as a family. That's an
1: interesting point, so I never and, thought of that. And then I've got some ideas about yeah. that, too. I've been writing myself, but uh, uh, we, we, that, we'll talk offline about that. So Betsy is the the guest speaker, and so your newest book is Tacos for Two. So, Wow. Tell us a little bit about that book.
2: Hi. So, Tacos for Two, I like to call it You've Got Mail Meets Food Truck Wars. So, You've (laughs) Got Mail is my favorite movie starring Tom Hanks and Big Ryan. Um, I liked the trope of falling in love anonymously behind the scenes but being enemies in real life. And so, I thought, how can that play out in modern day? Because if you're familiar with the movie, it all took place over email which is a little outdated for today, so I turned it into Thank a dating app. Thank you very much for that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I turned it into a dating app. So it's a lot of texting, DMs, you know, direct messages. Um, the publisher was able to incorporate a lot of emojis from the text conversations and format the page to look like that back and forth on the screen. It came out really good. I was really excited about it.
1: So how, how does it blend in, in a Christian a Christian sense what's, what's the purpose there
2: yeah so this story has a little bit of a faith theme in the sense of um, forgiveness there's mm-hmm. some forgiveness okay. elements this is not just a romance novel okay. there's a lot of layers of family drama Good. for both the hero and the heroine so they're working through some complicated family issues as they're navigating their romantic relationship too
1: awesome. so what inspired you to do this?
2: Basically, my love for tacos <laughs> and my love for You've whoa, Got Mail.
1: <laughs> whoa, So yeah. those two things meld together. Yes,
2: yes. That is amazing. Really well. And so far, the reviews online have, um, has everybody cooking tacos after they read the book. So I've started a taco revolution.
1: So so, what made your premise to become a writer? What, what, Have you been a writer before If you're an educator or what's your what's your background?
2: Well, my first story, I was seven and my dad brought home our first family desktop computer and it was a giant box with the DOS system and I just started pecking away at stories of a girl with her dog that had no plot at all and it kind of evolved from there. So I've been writing since I was a little girl.
1: Wow. So how many books have you actually published?
2: So this October, um, coming up, will be 22 novels and novellas Uh, total.
1: Whoa, that's inspiring.
2: Most of them since the last 14 years.
1: I'm impressed. So that's your (laughs) full-time profession now?
2: It's not, actually. What (laughs) do you
1: do in real life then?
2: Well, I'm an author by night, and by day, I'm an oil and gas landman. Oh.
1: Is that a very different... (laughs) Uh, yes. <laughs> professions or what?
2: I use very different parts now, of my brain. wait a second. Brain.
1: You probably have a wonderful <laughs> stories about oil and gas leases and dealing with all the barons and. All the history over there is probably there's tons of that. I mean, East Texas and there might be
2: a oil and gas themed fiction novel in my future.
1: I I could fathom a few. I probably could tell you a few areas to investigate (laughs) as well. Well, I'm pretty proud that that is really so. You you do it as a passion, but also as an inspiration to others. You think it's affected others?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this job is just getting the emails and the reviews from people who were encouraged with the faith messages and the stories. Or um, I had one that had a divorced heroine, and I got a lot of emails from just women who were just happy to read about a divorced heroine finding love again and how that really encouraged them in their life.
1: Well no, Betsy, I'm impressed when authors uh, give their readers access to them you know, via email well, most of them don't get their phone number, but I I do. When I read certain books, I love to contact them, and sometimes it takes forever to find them. You have to go through lots of different avenues to contact. Them. But I'm very impressed that that you share that with your with your readers to get get some Thank feedback you. back and tell them it's beneficial. I'm sure you got a few that said I didn't like it, but but oh, what yeah. could you, that happens in all the lives, like they don't like my show. You yeah. know that can happen too. So I'm I'm impressed. So during the workshop, what are you going to explain to our the, the attendees there?
2: Um, my class is on characterization, so we're going to take a deep dive into what makes your characters three-dimensional, um, really relatable, um, kind of really bringing out that strong internal conflict. So it's not just about the external plot, but about what your characters are really going through internally and how all of that works together with your story. Okay,
1: explain to the n- naive people out here, plus me, what does three-dimensional mean char- in the character?
2: So when you're writing fiction, you really want a character to be... Um, you know relatable in the sense of the reader says oh me too i do that too and they're not just cardboard copies they're not flat they're real people with real problems that are relatable to the readers who might be going through something similar
1: oh okay good 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 aspect as well We'll hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now, a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel. Probably presented by AARP Louisiana and E-Bears Town and Country of Shreveport. your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer.
0: Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710
1: Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and a standing country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show today are some special guests: it's Miss Betsy Saint Amont, Amont, and Miss Susan Foster and Chuck Sutherland with the American Christian Fiction Writers Association. So, Susan, emphasize today to our listeners about your upcoming uh, writers workshop.
4: I would love to, Gary, because um, that's how I joined this organization by attending the workshop several years ago. Um, to me, it, it was I love to write. But writing is just a part of getting a book published. There's um, how do you, how do you get a book published? Where do you go? Um, what about marketing? The, all of those things that are to me they were overwhelming. And when I talked to other people, other other uh, writers and that sort of thing, I, they were they were overwhelmed as well. And so I can't think of a better way than to start networking with other. People who are struggling like you are, and to um, perhaps make friends along the way. Um, so for us, and you're
1: friendly competitors. You're not. Oh no, that
4: is exactly true. We 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 encourage each other. We are cheerleaders for each other.
1: You just don't want to have somebody writing. Uh, uh, Tacos for two, part two, right? <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, I write children's books, so don't worry, Betsy. I'm, you're good with uh, uh, okay, but, but I can't wait to read her book, though. I'm excited about doing that. But to me, is we are cheerleaders. We encourage each other. Uh, networking is huge, especially in technology that changes to me almost daily. So we, when we learn something or I learn something, I'll pass it on to another member. Um, they'll pass it on to me. Marketing is something else that I think... Almost every writer struggles with, unless you're in the marketing field. So please, please join us. And and I have some friends who are planning on, on to attend, and they have no desire whatsoever to write, but they love to read. So this is a great way for them to meet some local authors True. and buy some books and just have a good day. It's a fun. It's a fun. And it's day. good.
1: It's, I love when our, when I go to the conferences like this and workshops when authors are on there and you can ask them. Uh, what inspired them? Tell me the rest of the story. And I don't know if y'all know. I interview various authors on my show, and I have a few favorites that send me their novels, and we, and I love getting the rest of the story from me. I Paul Harvey thing, but it's wonderful to find out where where did you get this idea from? And they elaborate. It's really amazing. And he, one of them said, "I've never been asked that." I said, really? In all your 20 years, nobody's ever asked you that? What do you got in any of these novels? He said, very seldom do they ask. And I said, wow. I said, I, I think that would be, a, you know, the premise around that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so continue. So it inspired you as well, right?
4: Absolutely. And because I was writing a children's my first children's book, and I just didn't know where to go from there. And and joining this group, and I had no intention of joining, by the way, Gary. I My dad, my I just thought I would just attend, see what it's like, and then move on and It was so much fun we i we connected and I connected with just about everyone else in the group and and it was like, I am learning in just one day what can i what more can I learn if if I join and and it was it was just fun. So this is the just beginning,
1: fun. and then you meet monthly, and you we network did. amongst your amongst your writers, the members, and, mm-hmm. and, and share the thoughts. We do. And we I'm did. sure that everybody does brain brainstorming. Here's the idea I've come up with, uh, whatever it may be. And do you think this may be a good premise or good plot to begin with? Right.
4: Exactly. But I, I want to emphasize session. something
1: that you brought up. Yes, there are many aspiring writers out there in the architects and probably throughout the world, but they're they are frustrated. About how to publish a book I can I'm an old guy, so many years ago, I can remember submitting a document to a magazine in New York. I was an engineer, so my corporate office said, gary that's a remark I wrote I wrote a piece and they said you need to send that so that was before electronic stuff was done, so I had to you know my secretary typed it all up sent the sent the article and it how many times do you think that article went back and forth via mail? I think they had fax machines back then. That was in the seventies. <laughs> I remember
4: those.
1: <laughs> it, it, it been back ten times yeah. to perfect it. Yeah. I mean, they must have had a battery of editors up there that were. I mean, they were so nitpicky. My my secretary said, you know, they couldn't figure out that was a typo mistake. They had to. They circled it and says. Very incomprehensible. And they brought some, I mean, it was the most critique. I got so frustrated, I told my bosses, you know, really, should I continue? And they said, yes, continue. And I did continue after I don't know how many, I think it was four, maybe more than that, rewrites back and forth. Finally got published and made... I was in communications. It was a.
4: You need to join us, Gary. We and, uh, want to see you. On no, <laughs> well,
1: I write a few things now. My wife is a better writer than I am. She's the. She's the We'd love
4: student. to see her too.
1: She's the editor of the magazine. I don't write as much as I used to, but.
4: Uh, but Jack, can I say one thing? What you mentioned about the going back and forth. One thing that our organization, our group does is edit. We edit oh, cool. each other's writing. That's So great. and. Unfortunately. Editing for most people, certainly for me, is the least favorite thing of writing. But that's, a, that's just an important part. But the more you edit, the easier it becomes to be, to be a stronger writer. And when you start editing other people's writing, they edit yours. It just, it works. It really does work. And everyone comes out a winner.
1: Well, I've been fortunate to be an editor of any publications and novels that people have sent me, and my wife does many more than I do, but we love doing that as well. It's, it's, it's my And we tell them it's constructive criticism. It's not a critic, just, you know, the, this particular character. What happened to this character? You talk about him, and then all of a sudden, no longer there in the book. Oh, I forgot about him. You know, that kind of deal. Oh, we're going to have to add, so the person added him in. He said, that was a good catch, Gary. Now, I I was impressed that I figured that one out and read it in that great detail. You know, you never know. Some of these novels that are, you know, 600 pages, you probably forget all these characters involved in those things. So So, uh, what else can you tell the listeners about why should they attend this workshop?
4: Well, I think even if you're not interested in publishing something, I think everyone, or not everyone perhaps, but most people want to be stronger writers, and um, I think this is just a great, easy, fun way of doing that. And um, like I said, you'll probably make some friends during that day. It's, we're a friendly group. We, lo- we love you know, being with other people. We love write- writing. We love books.
1: So I want to ask all of y'all. and I you can chime in. Now, what what inspires you to write? I'm, I'm going to mention this um, uh, about an individual I know that was touched. I would say a miracle, a guardian angel touched him, and it was so inspiring. And I told this individual they need to write. Something about that, like that would be inspiring. I don't know if y'all believe in guardian angels, but I do, and I know this individual does as well because uh, it affected his life in more ways than one. And after when I read, when I heard about all these situations, to me it was like a perfect type of a Christian inspiring novel the good Lord works in mysterious ways, sure enough, sure enough. So what what challenges you, what inspires you, Miss Betsy?
2: I think writing from a special event like that in your life can make the most powerful fiction because it's coming from a place that's very raw and vulnerable. So for one person, it might have been some type of guardian angel experience. Um, for me, it was going through an unwanted divorce years ago. And I was able to take that experience and channel it into a novel um, with a divorced heroine that actually ended up touching a lot of people. So being vulnerable with my experience and my pain ended up being a blessing to someone else. And I think the most powerful stories are when they're very real and close to your heart, especially if there is a spiritual element to that experience.
1: Has, have any of you all written or a, a story about... Uh, the power of prayer about somebody in a hospital somebody in a life threatening situation where uh miraculously even the doctor says, gary, this was a miracle I mean it was like when when the doctor says that I really think is i've never he said i've never seen this happen before, never in my whole entire medical history have any y'all had any those touching situations
3: um I've got something along the lines of that. Uh, I started my series of anti steampunk novels. Uh, started writing them back in 2006, and finally got the first one published. So, in explain for
1: us, neophytes here, what is anti-deluvian?
3: Okay. Uh, That's a
1: really high-tech word there. Yeah. It's anti- not in my in my, <laughs> in my dictionary well, too much. It, it,
3: it ought to be uh antediluvian steampunk is a fusion of literary biblical fiction
1: literary bi- biblical
3: literary Bib- biblical fiction and traditional science fiction steampunk really? so um uh, the, the steampunk piece of that, that's um, I had a reader give me that word okay. <laughs> because I had written the novels, and it kept bouncing around from historic fiction to religious fiction to biblical fiction to thriller to fantasy, and uh, I had this – one uh, eventually became a volunteer editor for, for my writing. It says, what you're writing is anti steampunk. Okay, antediluvian uh is the time thing. Anti-before, like okay. anti-Vellum, before the war. Uh, antediluvian comes from the word deluge. Deluge is flood. So before the flood, before oh. the flood of Genesis, Noah's flood. Okay. So, so my uh, before first...
1: Before the Genesis, okay.
3: Before the Genesis flood. So the three novels that I've published so far of this series is uh, it starts 80 years prior to the flood, and the three books take them up to it, um, wow. and they're, it's, um, it's, it's a high-energy story. Um, uh, th- it, they've done quite well, but I took a pause in there because after the third book, uh, I rewrote books one and two to bring them up to a, a literary standard because when you first start writing, you're still learning and you think you've got your really good book, and then you go to your second one, and you look back at the first one and go, ooh, I have to fix that. And then uh, I had a lot of readers say, no, I don't fix the first book. Write the third book. So I got the third book out, and then I went back and did books uh, one and two, which was very important because I I brought them up to a professional standard, and then I had a health crisis that just took me down. So,
1: Chuck, one one quick question. So it's got to be part history and has to be part lots of fiction because we don't know too much about that, right? that era Th-
3: that that's true because the first uh, 1700 years of uh, history in the uh, Book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were to take those pages out of a, a Bible, they wouldn't make a very good coaster. Yeah, I mean, it, they wouldn't no. last long at all. And you think what's happened in the last seventeen hundred years? How many books have been written on that? Okay, there was a lot of stuff going on. So, but at the at the macro level, we get it. But at the micro level, it just goes right over. You don't really need to know that stuff. But that doesn't mean that you don't want to. I would like right. to know that story. So the the uh, wild stuff, the extreme piece <laughs> of it, is all the gray area. Anything that's black and white. Stays black and white, true to the, true to the biblical fiction, uh, true to the biblical facts. But there's a lot of stuff that happens in the middle. There's a lot of people that aren't named. There's 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 not many women named in that first part of the Bible, but they had to be there. That's otherwise, right. you wouldn't have those guys. That's true. So um, the um, main character, the protagonist of, of this adventure, is uh, happens to be uh, Noah's daughter. Now you don't read about her in the Bible because uh but you, you hear about his three sons, Ham Shem and Japheth. Mm-hmm. Hey he had three sons. It didn't say he only had three sons and he didn't have any daughters. Oh. So he could have had a daughter, and if it was, well, it was Susa and she did a bunch of extreme you are wonderful researchers.
1: So you're 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 applying if it's not specifically stated, it could be it could be. That's right?
3: right. It could be. It could be. As oh. long as it doesn't mess up I'm with the story that's there.
1: I'm impressed. Yeah. That, that is a unique way to do ad fiction in there. You don't know it positively, but you could conceptually say it could it could have been.
3: Sure. She leaves home uh, <laughs> against her parents' wishes and joins an elite military fraternity called the Dragoneers. The Dragonair's primary mission <laughs> Is to defend the now abandoned Garden of Eden site from all trespassers. Wow! Uh, so uh, you find out what happens to the Garden of Eden if you hang around for all three novels. And sousa's growth, her character arc, is.
1: And what is the name of the books? You might. Uh, book. I, the, I, I should have all you all mentioned you, but these are impressive. I think our listeners and readers uh, are the best of times to be impressed by that.
3: They, they, they are a great read. Got a lot of copies of them out there in circulation uh the first book is called the dragoneers the second one is called the 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 lost dragoneer and the third one's called the last dragoneer and it's the chronicle of susa series um the the word dragoneer was inspired when i i went to my um my aunt's funeral in Philadelphia, virginia and uh, she was buried next to my grandfather and on his tombstone uh, it had his service in World War I where he was a Wagoneer, uh-huh. and uh, I am almost certain it had two E's in it instead of one mm. like you have in, in the dictionary. It had two E's, and that Wagoneer uh, marker on his head his tombstone, his headstone right there, inspired me throughout the years to turn it into uh, the Dragoneers. Awesome, so, awesome.
1: We'll be right back with more information. But now, a work from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keele, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bear's Country West Report, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer.
0: Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 101. 101- He's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Key.
1: Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP, Louisiana, Neighbors Southern country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is Miss Betsy St. Emmont, Susan Foster, and Chuck Sutherland with the American Christian Fiction Writers Association. We're talking about their upcoming workshop that will take place on Saturday, May the 14th, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, at the Barksdale Baptist Church. It's located at 1714 Jimmy Davis uh, Highway in Bossier City. If you want to register for free to attend this particular workshop, writer's workshop, you can call, you can email the email address to Ken at Ken, K-E-N, Acklin, A-C-L-I-N, at gmail.com. You can also pick up the May issue of The Best of Times or the April is the best of times, and see a promotional uh, advertisement about their workshop and learn more about it. And their fe- featured guest speaker is Miss Betsy here today, who's going to be talking about her her book and her writing skills, as well as that. Right, Miss Betsy.
2: That's right. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it.
1: So, what what are some of your other bestseller books that while well, we got you here?
2: Well, I usually have some somewhat of a food theme. That kind of happened accidentally, but I've got food theme. All's fair and love and cupcakes. Okay. And then I've got the Key to Love, which features a Parisian-style bakery in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. And then I have my new one, Tacos for Two. And I also have some novellas out there that take place in little bakeries and shops. So,
1: so what's the what's the genre about food? That's weird.
2: I'm not sure what and that I'll, would be called. <laughs>
1: you just like it, and I just you like you it. see a cupcake that inspires you. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Your website is
2: it's www. com. There's no period after the saint. Just all run together. Okay. And I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: Good deal. Miss Susan, tell us a little bit about your books.
2: Well, I have
4: two children's books, and the latest one that was released a couple of months ago is Leaping Over Walls, and that's about dealing with, um, about bu- uh, bullying in schools. And the second one is Because God Tells Me So about the heartache of visiting a loved one in the nursing home. Oh, wow. All geared toward reading to you know, children. That is not. really needed. And Gary, I, I wrote it because of personal experience, like, like. My friends here, they it was from experience. Well, my, As know, was my mother
1: was in a nursing home. It was very difficult was very, for my young kids yeah. to, to go see you know their grandmother. So that's what
4: I wrote about, Gary. Taking my um, grandson and bringing a dog, and the dog, the pug, is the narrator in both books. So oh, so but it's just to discuss. Okay, with talking about mom. the
1: dog, our little Brandy, with, with, with my mother loved our dog. And well, we bring the dog exactly. to see her with the grandkids. That's the what we did. We put the little Shih Tzu on the bed with her, and she just loved that dog.
4: Exactly like. same thing here. Except it was the pug, but the pug is the narrator. But it oh, was that's that, a great and idea. also dealing with bullying. That's my last book. That, like I said, the leaping over walls about the pain of bullying in schools. Schools are is apparently it's it's very. Um, uh, something that a lot of kids or most kids deal with, and in it's increasing stuff. sadly. It uh, is, it unfortunately, is increasing. that's right. And my my daughter in law is a school teacher, and she was talking about that. Uh-huh. So that's what that's what led to that. Okay, so
1: your website and contact is well.
4: I'm on I'm um, on Facebook as well. Susan Hiers dot Foster um, at Gmail dot com.
1: Okay. Well, thank you again. Those are very inspirational two books. There, I can see a lot of people can make use of that. Mr. Chuck, you told us. get Give us again the names on your website and how to get a hold of you.
3: Okay. Um, you can find my books at narrowwaypress.com, uh, which is my publisher. And I'm on Truth Social, uh, at CD Sutherland. Uh, and um, I've got the uh, uh, antediluvian steampunk, steampunk series that's out there. I've also written a Christmas uh, candy cane, a children's uh, picture book. It's available at uh, Amazon. Uh, there's, uh, five anthologies that our group has, uh, written, and I'm inside of each one of those, and, uh, those stories are, are wonderful. We've given a couple of them to you here. This year's one is the, uh, called Second Chances, uh, that's, that's available not only at Amazon, but also at Smashwords, and I've written a novella called Pop, Death, and the Devil, which is the expansion of the short story that's inside of this year's anthology, and that story is a real-life-inspired, um adventure uh, that is um, different than anything you've probably ever read before. Uh, I was inspired by uh, uh, Drewer's um, carving of the writer, which is uh, reflected on the cover of that story, and um, <coughs> at, the, at uh, some of the inspiration, I was doing a study on Dante's Inferno, <laughs> so a lot of that theme is inside of it, but it's a high-tech uh, time travel, spiritual, wild adventure, but it's all inside of 100 pages. It's a real quick, easy read, and it's uh, uh, it was my first novella, and I'm real excited about that one.
1: That, that is awesome. So just going back, what gave you the inspiration to, to do the Christian fictional novels regarding uh, uh, Before the Flood? I mean, did you just like think of it? One night while you were sleeping, before you were good to bed, and woke up in a dream and it said, "That's true. going to be the theme." That's because that's pretty unique. I don't think there are many other authors that have that particular. Before yeah. the flood,
3: that's that is true. It is unique. Uh, really, it's in, it's stuck into a a book that I tried to write in 1999 when I was deployed over to Saudi Arabia uh, when I oh, thought wow. I had time. I was a mission director in Operation Southern Watch over there, and um, I uh, I didn't have the skill set, but uh, I knew that I needed a background for this story as I started writing it, uh, this end-of-time story, and I kept backing in the background till I got up to 80 years prior to the flood, and that's where it had to start. So uh, I have started there, and if I... Uh, live long enough I'll write the other eight
1: <laughs> novels that will take it to the end of time. Wow. Awesome. Well, again, thank you, lady. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Best luck. Look forward to everybody attending the May 14th workshop. Uh, make, make plans to attend. I'm going to plan to be there. So hopefully I get to meet some other authors and, and chat with you. all and learn some techniques from you all as well. So, again, thank you for joining us today and educating all of our radio listeners out there in the Arklatex. We want to invite our friends in Arkansas as well as Texas to join us here. So it's a short drive to Shreveport and Bodger City. So come on down that particular Saturday and you should have a a good, well attendance at that particular workshop.
3: Great. Thanks, Gary.
1: Thank you again for listening to our show today. Uh, remember to listen to our show next week for information that could benefit you or your loved ones. So forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both in every day. Have a great day. <laughs>